Now, if you love rugby league, I know that you're going to love Oztac. Now, if you love Oztac, if you love going to the beach in the summer, which I think we all do uh, during the summertime, going to the beach and playing some beach footy, now that gets upgraded. You can play some beach Oztag through Evo Sports. Go to Evo Sports' website. You can grab tags for 10% off. 10% off with the code BIGLES10. Make sure you go and you get yourself some tags before it is too late. Before the summer ends, the summer's not done yet, ladies and gentlemen, and there's plenty of sun out in that beautiful sky at the moment, so make sure you go and you get yourself some Evo Sports tags ASAP. EvoSports.com. Get yourself some sports tags. Get the Oz tags. You get a full kit, guys, a full kit, which includes Oz tags. It includes cones, um, and it includes the belts themselves as well. It also includes a beach football, waterproof football. So in case you're kicking in the water, in case your mate is a nutcase and he kicks it in the water, it's going to be okay because it is a waterproof football. Make sure you go and get that kit. 10% off. It is almost robbery. Go to EvoSports. Co.com.au. Hey guys, just a quick one from me. Uh, Hayden couldn't make it today uh, for the preview, for the season preview, just for this part. Um, so I recorded this one on my own. This one's going to be combined with another one we were going to do, obviously just considering time. Um, we wouldn't be able to obviously release all three of these. So this is part three. Part four will come out maybe a few days after this one. Uh, but in this one, we're going through the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Gold Coast Titans, the Dolphins, the Sharks, and the Raiders. So definitely a jam-packed one. Just me in this one. And then Hayden should be back for the next one, but I'll let you know whatever happens. Uh, but make sure you just sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League in all rugby league experience. Now you're looking at this, it obviously looks a little bit different to what you're used to. You're probably used to me and Hayden on the screen together, probably coming off this thing, but we've changed it up a little bit. Uh, I've got a new camera. I've got a new scenery around me. Look at Big Lez go well and truly growing. Um, yeah, obviously looking a little bit different. Hayden couldn't make it today. Um, he obviously had other commitments, uh, just such as uni, which we can't really conflict with that, and that's understandable. So we're going to do this one alone. It's also going to be a big one as well. We ha- we've been trying to sort of make time for each other. Hasn't really worked out. So I've pretty much crammed two parts together. So we're going to be doing the South City Rabbitohs, the Gold Coast Titans, the Dolphins, the Sharks, and we're going to be doing the Raiders. So all five of those. And then next week, I've got it written up here, we're going to be doing the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Warriors, the Bulldogs, the Dragons, and the Manly Seagulls to finish it off for part five. So part four and five. 
uh, sorry, for part three, which is this one, and part four, they're going to be coming this week. Uh, they're both going to be coming this week. I'm going to record them both uh, on the same day and put them out both for this week so we don't miss anything before round one. But anyway, let's get this underway. The first team we're doing is the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, obviously, we haven't really got any gains here for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. My boys, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, we haven't got many gains, which I've I'm a little bit disappointed about. We nearly got Martin Tapao. Obviously, he's gone to the Brisbane Broncos now, so we can't do much about that. Um, yeah, so we haven't got we've got no gains here for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. However, we have got quite a few losses. Mark Nichols and Cody Nikarima, they've obviously gone to the Dolphins. Josh Mansour and Richie Kenner have been released, apparently. I'm not sure how true that is because I actually heard that Richard Kenner has been training quite well during the offseason. I know uh, Josh Mansour... Uh, he's been released by the club. I'm not sure about the Richie Kenner one. Um, so, look, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, and then Jackson Paulo's obviously gone to the Chooks. So, uh, quite a few losses there. Not too many, but quite a few losses there. Uh, Mark Nichols, I think, in terms of leadership in the forward pack, is going to be a big one, a big loss there for South. Uh, and Cody Nicarima is a 14. Not the biggest loss, because um, we've obviously got Peter Mamanzelos, who's sort of been waiting to come into this side a little bit as well. Um, so, I'm keen to actually see how he goes in this team, Peter Mamanzelos coming off the bench. I suggest that means that Damien Cook will no longer be an 80-minute hooker. He'll probably play around 55, 60 minutes, and then we bring on Peter Mamanzelos as the younger guy and sort of blood him into first grade slowly, um, which is what I like as well. I'm really keen on Peter Mamanzelos. I think he's an absolutely insane footballer, and I think he's going to be quite good coming into this side. <coughs> coming into this side as well. Sorry about that. Um Josh Mansour being released. I mean, it does hurt the depth in the back line a bit. We're still trying to figure out who our back line is at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We have no idea who it's going to be. Um, so I think letting go of one of those guys sort of eases the headache a little bit. But I would have liked to have kept a guy like Josh Mansour. He's an absolute weapon. I would have loved to have kept him. Uh, Richie Kenner, look, again, I think he's still at the club. So take that with a grain of salt. I got all of these off a specific website. So... I wouldn't be surprised if half of them are wrong. But Richie Kenner, I believe he's still at the club. And I actually think that he's one of the guys that has had a really big offseason as well. So don't be surprised to actually see a guy like Richie Kenner in the back line as well. Maybe at centre or on the wing. Big body, more experienced as well in the back line there. Wouldn't be surprised to see him. Uh, for me, gun to head, picking the back line, um, I would probably go with Latrolet fullback, obviously. Uh, Tago and um, Campbell Graham are in the centres, and then I'd probably have Isaac Thompson and Alex Johnston on the wings. I think that's the best way to go for South. Isaac Thompson, he showed us how good he was at the back end of last year when he made his debut. Um <clears throat> A lot of post-contact meters, which was fantastic. Really loved to see that. Uh, and a really talented player as well. So, um, yeah, loved. I can't wait to see Isaac Thompson come into this side, play a bit of wing, and absolutely kill it for South. Uh, and then Jackson Paulo, obviously, to the Chooks. That will hurt a little bit because he's such a creative player. A really good kicking game for a center. Um, I think he'll do a really good job at the Roosters just quietly. Uh, but a pretty decent loss there in Jackson Paulo. Now, not many people rated him. I I still thought he was quite good. I just feel like, you know, he's young. He's going to make a few mistakes in first grade. He was still sort of learning when we brought him in. So uh, Jackson Paulo, look, can't wait to see how he goes at the Roosters. But again, uh, pretty decent loss here for us. Um, 
In terms of success points for me, sorting out the back line, I, I just named my back line, but obviously it might be a little bit different to what the Rabbitohs actually name in round one. Just sorting out that back line, getting getting a consistent back line out there um, from round one onwards, I think would be really good for South. Um, uh, Dion Tapua. Now, this guy has been insane during the trials. Played number six in the first game. I think he was number 23 in the second trial um, for the Charity Shield, obviously. He went really, really well uh, in the trials, really well. It's good to see they have a succession plan after Cody Walker as well. And again, for Damien Cook, you talk about Peter Mamanzelos uh, and this guy, Dion Tapua. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but look, you've got succession plans for after guys like Cody Walker and uh, Damian Cook retire, both on the wrong side of 30, these guys. Uh, it's good to say they've got a plan for after those guys as well. I would almost consider him for the 14 now. I've got a PA teacher at school who um, is one of the coaches for the Jersey Flag team for South Sydney. Uh, and he said that they were basically told that they will not have him for the season because he'll be considered for first grade. He'll probably be in that 18 jersey, the 18th man sort of role, uh, but he will be around the first grade team. So definitely one to have a look out for, uh, Dion Tapua. Um, I reckon, yeah, for sure he'd be a future six for the club as well. I think Lachlan Ilias, I think he needs to get a little bit more confidence in this side as well if they are to be successful. Uh, he's one of those guys that, you know, didn't really speak up last year. Um, he didn't go too well at the start of the year. Definitely got better by the end of it, for sure. I'm really excited to see how he goes. I think he'll have a really good crack this year. But I think gaining that confidence, being a leader in this side as well, especially looking into the future when guys like Cody Walker and Damian Cook aren't there, uh, he's definitely got to be the voice in this team. So just gaining that confidence, I think it's something that Lachlan Elias really needs to do. And I think it's something that if he does do, uh, I think he's going to have a big year for South Sydney, Lachlan Elias. Uh, but yeah, gaining more confidence in that side, being able to speak up, you know, order guys around the park, even guys, your veteran guys in the side like Cody Walker and Damien Cook, ordering guys around the park as the seven. I think it's something that Lachlan Elias really needs to work on going into this year. Where do I see South Sydney? I would probably have them around 6th to 8th. Now, look, it might be a little bit harsh. I still do have them in my top 8. But I think at the bottom end of the 8, I think with how even the competition is this year, I really do think it's going to be a fight for the 8th spot. From about 7th and seventh to 8th, I think is going to be those two sort of positions in the ladder that uh, are really going to be a dogfight between all of the teams below it. So, uh, look, I'm very interested to see um, how the ladder does end up at the back end of the year. South Sydney, for me, I would say 6th to 8th. For me, a little bit to work on in terms of the spine. Um, as we said, Lachlan Lillian is gaining a bit more confidence. Some of the young guys coming through. Uh, it's, I, I don't mind it. And I think I think South Sydney, one of the sort of, uh, I guess, advantage, advantages for them going into this year is not many guys have actually left. Uh, there's a lot of other teams with a lot of more with a lot more losses, sorry, uh, than South Sydney, particularly in the spine. I think one of the advantages South have going into this year is that there's not many of those, which I really like, to be honest. Uh, but South Sydney, really excited to see how they go. But yes, sixth to eighth is where I'd probably have them uh, going into this year. 
Oh, sorry about that. That was disgusting. Um, the, top, the Gold Coast Titans is the next team we're going to be talking about. I know Blaze from BKR Sport will be all over this one. Uh, but the Gold Coast Titans, some of the gains they have going into this year. Kieran Foran, obviously, at 5'8". I think he is going to be massive for the side. Uh, he is a very, very experienced guy. I'm a little bit worried because, obviously, when he went to the Bulldogs, it didn't work out too well. Didn't play his best footy at Manly. He does next to a guy like DCE. And I feel like Kieran for and might struggle a little bit to start without a guy like DCE, but you know, he was comparing Tanner Boyd to DCE, which was uh, a little bit of an advantage for them going into this year. If Tanner Boyd is anything like DCE, which I personally haven't seen it yet, uh, but if he's anything like DCE, then uh, it'll be Probably, probably a good thing uh, for Kieran Foran coming into this side. A bit of familiarity uh, would always be good for a guy like Kieran Foran. Um, and I think that him next to David Fafita is going to be a deadly combination going into this year. If Dave Fafita is still on the edge this year or if he's coming off the bench, I think that combo with him and Kieran Foran is going to be insane. Uh, but look, he's definitely one of the guys that I'll be watching going into this year. Uh, but if that combination needs to work, and I think if it doesn't work realistically, Dave Fafita could sign with the Canberra Raiders. I'm, I'm being dead set serious. I reckon he could leave if this combination doesn't work out uh, for the Gold Coast Titans. I think he's probably going to look elsewhere. You know, there's plenty of combinations that would work for a guy like Dave Fafita. It was sort of linked to the Panthers. Um, that was found out not to be true, but imagine him linking with Nathan Cleary. I mean, that would be... Almost unfair. Uh, it would be unfair, to be honest. But uh, Kieran Foran and Dave Fafita, I'm really excited to see how that combination goes. Uh, Sam Verrill's coming to the club as well. Didn't play nine uh, too much in the trials. But, oh, look, he's a very good nine. <clears throat> Sorry about that. From the Roosters. Uh, just watching him at the Roosters, I think he's a very talented guy and he'll bring a lot to this team. Um, and it sort of, you know, locks that position in. I think something that the Titans have been struggling with for the past two years is locking in a spine. I think the nine position is pretty much locked in now and they've got plenty of depth there as well. If it doesn't work, a guy like Chris Randall who played the whole year for the Knights as well, getting a guy like that who's played a whole year in first grade. So uh, there's plenty of depth and pretty good depth as well in this side. Aaron Clark will probably be playing 13, but he can also slot into the nine. Tanner Boyd can also slot into the nine, as we've seen this year. Um, look, they've got plenty of depth in that role, but I think Sam Verrills, he pretty much locks himself into that nine jersey for me. Chris Randall, we just talked about him, played a full year with the Newcastle Knights, obviously with Jaden Braley uh, injured in this team. I'm really excited to see how Chris Randall does go. Uh, really solid player there. Defensively, as solid as a rock pretty much and uh, gets through a lot of work in attack as well. And I thought it was quite good for the Newcastle Knights as well. There were some glimpses where the Knights were going really well with him and the team. So uh, excited to see how he goes in this one. Uh, a bit bit of a question mark as to why the Knights would let him go because they don't really have much depth in the nine jersey if Jaden Braley does get injured again this year. Uh, so a bit of a question mark there. But look, I think he's going to go well at the Titans here, Chris Randall. Joe Stimson, we saw glimpses of him in the trials. Uh, he came from the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Obviously, they let go of a few guys last year. We'll sort of get to that in the next part of these previews. But... Um, yeah, look, I think that he's quite solid. Realistically, we'll probably be playing in the middle, um, and I think that he'll do quite well there. can also play on the edge, so he brings that versatility over as well. So don't mind that at all. Uh, Aaron Shop as well at centre, also coming from the Bulldogs. 
One of the shocks of rugby league as well. One of the big shocks of rugby league was him coming over to the side. Um, and I think he'll do a great job at the Gold Coast Titans as well. We saw glimpses again uh, of him in the trials. Didn't play the best that we've seen of him. Uh, but I'm expecting big things from Aaron Shop there in the centers. And another guy I think you could definitely lock into this side as well, Aaron Shop. So they're the gains, guys. The losses. Uh, will Smith goes to the Tigers. He went to Hull. Uh, but then has obviously gone to the Tigers. He'll be playing at the Tigers in 2023. Uh, Kevin Proctor has been released. We also we always know what happened with that one. Couldn't get off the stick, but that's all right. Uh, no, I've got plenty of mates who do that as well, so uh, can't judge him there. Got to get on the stick. Nah, um, don't do that. It's actually disgusting. Um, Jermaine Asako and Jared Wallace and Herman Essie as well. Two big forwards in this side, plus Jermaine Asako going to the Dolphins. That's a pretty big one. Jermaine Asako is obviously always going to be there for the year. The Broncos weren't going to play him because he was signing with the Dolphins, so he obviously went to the Gold Coast Titans for the year. Um, I think that he'll be quite good. I think he'll probably realistically be playing on the wing. They'll probably have the hammer at fullback. They've obviously just signed Herbie Farnworth as well at the Dolphins, which we'll get to in a second. Um, yeah, but look, a big signing there for the Dolphins as well. He can play on the, at fullback or on the wing here, uh, Jermaine Asako. So I think that's a pretty decent signing. And I think we're yet to see the best out of Jermaine Asako as well. So hopefully Wayne Bennett can get that out of him. Uh, Jared Wallace as well, much older forward, but you know brings a lot of experience to that side. Realistically, you could see him starting or coming off the bench here, but it brings that experience and leadership into the team. Uh, a little bit of a hothead as well, which I love. Uh, and then Herman SESA as well. Massive unit. And I think Wayne Bennett's going to get the best out of him. He's definitely going to be one to watch over at the Dolphins. But a big loss here for the Gold Coast Titans in terms of forwards. Uh, Greg Marju as well. This one hit hard. Obviously, he got traded for uh, Chris Randall. He's gone off to Newcastle now. And he looked quite good in the trials as well. If he fixes up his defense, he'll be great over um, at the Newcastle Knights. But a big loss here for the Gold Coast Titans. Someone that I can't believe they didn't play more often in first grade um, and I guess it was because of some sort of defensive um, question marks around him um, but I think he's going to do great things at the Newcastle Knights I think he's going to be superb Esan Masters gone to the Huddersfield Giants over in the Super League I think he'll do quite well there Esan Masters can play six and in the centers uh, Sam Lazone he's gone to the Leeds Rhinos Leeds are poaching a lot of our players lately uh, so it's pretty much an NRL side over there the Leeds Rhinos uh, adding Sam Lazone to that as well and then Corey Thompson is obviously retired uh, massive one there can't believe he wasn't getting a crack in first grade. He puts 100% in every time he steps on on the park. Super fast, super quick, very small, but a great player. A great player, Corey Thompson, and he will definitely be missed in this team. But a lot of losses there. A lot of losses for the Gold Coast Titans. I think, as we said before, I think that I think that's going to lead to their success here. Will probably be Foran and Fafita. That combination needs to work, as I said, uh, or Dave Fafita realistically would leave. Uh Jaden Campbell versus AJ Brimson needs to be sorted. It really needs to be sorted. I think they're both too good to play 14. I think personally, if Brimo gets the fullback jersey, which is looking like it's going to happen, I could definitely see Jaden Campbell looking for another contract. I know he signed on a big deal, uh, but I think you could definitely see him trying to get an early release to go elsewhere. Um, he definitely is too good to be at 14. I think he definitely should be the fullback. 
Whether that means AJ Brimson plays a bit of 14, I'm not sure. But then again, they're both too good for that 14 jersey. That is a big headache, but a decent headache, I guess, in some aspects for the Titans to have. Um, yeah, but that's definitely going to be a dogfight between those two. For that fullback jersey, for me, it's Jaden Campbell. He's an absolute weapon. Uh, AJ Brimson would also be good there as well. I think AJ Brimson is a fullback, not a 5'8". We sort of got that hint last year with, with uh, Kieran Foran coming into the side, plus uh, Tanner Boyd pretty much confirmed at seven. Um, I don't know what the go is going to be, but I think it looks like Jaden Campbell will be playing 14, and I don't like it, to be honest. I really don't like it. Uh, Weaver. Now, he uh, played six in the trials in the first game, came off the bench in the second game. I really like Weaver. I think he's an absolute weapon. He is definitely going to push himself uh, to get into that 17 for me. I think he's one of those guys you could see debut, uh, particularly during the origin period. If AJ Brimson makes the squad um, or, you know, if someone else in this team makes the squad day for feeder, um, you know, and they make space for him to come into this side, um, I think you could definitely you could definitely see him come into this side during the origin period uh, or just during any period if there's injury. Uh, he's going to be great depth. He plays 5'8". I think he can play a little bit of fullback as well. Uh, but he's definitely a guy that I would be watching Weaver. An absolute freak. I'm going to look up his full name for you so we know for sure. Um but, yeah, no, he is an absolute freak. His kicking game was absolutely superb. Um, and, look, I think that he is going to be great. Now, it's Tom Weaver, I think. Um, let's have a look. Gold Coast Titans. Sorry, probably should have done this before. Um Thomas Weaver. Yep, Thomas Weaver. Uh, he's definitely one to watch here for the Gold Coast Titans. An absolute weapon. An absolute weapon. As I said, his kicking game is out of this world. A really good kicking game. Really creative. Uh, brings a bit of flair. I know they've got a lot of flair at the moment, but if you pair him with a guy like Kieran Foran, I think you'll get the best out of him at seven. Uh, I think he's a really, really strong player as well. And uh, as I said, great kicking game and definitely one to be considered for first grade. Uh, And look, talking about the spine, keeping it consistent. If you're going to go with Tanner Boyd at seven, keep him at seven till origin. If you're going to go with Kieran Foran at six, keep him there. Um, If you're going to go with Sam Verrills at nine, keep him there. If you're going to go with Jaden Campbell or AJ Brimson at fullback, you got to pick which one that is and you've got to keep him there for a while. Do not chop and change them each week. Because we know what happens with, with teams that change their spine consistently. They almost end up getting the wooden spoon. If not, they get the wooden spoon. We saw what happened with the Broncos two years ago. We've seen what's happened with the West Tigers as well. Not changing their spine too much. But obviously, you know, uh, Adam Dewey was between center and 5'8". And then he was out. And then Luke Brooks was out. And then... Uh, Jackson Hastings came to the fold. They moved him to 13 and blah, 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 blah. Ended up getting the wooden spoon. We see what happens with teams that change their spines way too much. They need to keep this spine consistent if they are to be successful. For me, they don't make the eight this year, the Titans. I think they're ninth to 14th. Now, some would say that's harsh. Blaze would be up me for that one. But um, 
I think realistically that's where they're going to sit. I don't think they're pushing for the eight this year. I think they're just going to have a strong year. If they get to ninth, I think they'll be a success story for them, especially with a pretty much new spine coming into this team as well and sort of figuring out who that fullback's going to be. Um, I think that is going to be something that they really need to work on. And if they get right, they'll probably end up around ninth to tenth for me. But ninth to 14 is is the bracket that I sort of have them in going into this year. Um the next team we're doing is the Dolphins. Now, if I was going to talk about the gains, um, we'd probably be talking about their whole team. So I won't go through all the gains. I'll go through the main ones, though. Obviously, the Storm Boys, Felice Kafusi, Jesse Bromwich, and Kenny Bromwich. Um, I think that's a big get for them. Getting a ba- uh, back row that's played with each other before and a front row that's played with that back row as well. I think that's really advantageous going into this year for the Dolphins. Uh, Felice Kafusi puts in 100%, great defense, and runs a really good line. Uh, so does Kenny Bromwich, and he sort of brings that short kicking game as well, which I really love out of Kenny Bromwich's game. I think that uh, Kenny Bromwich is quite underrated, uh, not really that talked about. Uh, usually this day and age when we have guys like Dave Fafita just absolutely tearing apart uh, in the back row. We sort of don't talk about Kenny Bromwich, but he's an absolute weapon there um, for this team. Uh, Ray Stone from Parramatta, absolute goer. thought he'd be probably playing in the 13 jersey, probably coming off the bench. Uh, playing in that 13 sort of role, really good in defense, can also slot into nine, so he does bring that versatility there if they need to play him at 14 during the year. Um, Anthony Milford from Newcastle, I feel like that's a guy that Newcastle should have probably tried to keep him and Jackson Hastings would have been absolutely insane, Uh, but I've heard that he's been dropped, I've heard that he's been axed, uh, Anthony Milford, so... Look, I'm very, very interested to see what's happening happening there. Putting a lot of faith in a guy like Isaiah Katoa to come in straight away and have an impact in that number six jersey. Uh, and I think that's going to be a little bit of a worry for me. I probably would have started with Anthony Milford in the six jersey and had uh, Isaiah Katoa at 14 and slowly bringing him into the team. Uh, but putting him there straight away, putting a lot of faith in Isaiah Katoa. Hopefully he can handle that pressure coming in straight away into the six if that's what's happening. Uh, we've already talked about Herman SESA from the Gold Coast Titans. Joanna Psycho, Jared Wallace, we just talked about them then. Um, Ewan Aiken from the Warriors, whether he's playing center or back row, I think he's going to be quite good. Jeremy Marshall King, I think he's going to be the big one for me. Playing in the number nine jersey, assigning people wouldn't really be talking about when we talk about the Dolphins, but uh, I feel like he's probably going to be their best signing. Even though they've got guys like Felice Cafusi, even though they've got guys like the Bromwich Brothers uh, and plenty of other talented guys coming into this team, I feel like he's going to be the one that's most talked about here. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King, an absolute weapon in this team, an absolute weapon. I feel like he's going to do a really good job for the Dolphins. Uh, really good passing game, good kicking game out of dummy half. Can slot into the halves if there's an injury mid-game. So I really like Jeremy Marshall King coming into this side. An absolute freak. Uh, I think he's going to be, as I said, their best signing going into this year. Uh, we talked about Isaiah Katoa. Can he handle the pressure in the number six jersey? I feel like he's going to be quite good. We saw him play for Tonga and absolutely kill it. We saw him in the trials and absolutely kill it. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan from Penrith as well. I think. I think that the. Um I feel like the benefit of this is that they've both been in the same system here, Isaiah Katoa and Sean O'Sullivan. So if they are paired together in the halves, they've both been in the same system, in the Penrith system. So uh, I feel like that's a bit of advantage for the Dolphins going into this year as well. They would have maybe played together at some stage. I feel like 
Oh, that could be wrong because, you know, Isaac Atoa moved very quickly through SG ball, jersey flag and things like that. He moved very quickly up the grades. Um, but look, if they did play together in one or two games, I feel like that's going to be really advantageous and just having them in the same system, they would have played together at least once at training even. So I feel like that's going to be a big advantage for the Dolphins. Uh, Mark Nichols, Cody McAran, we've talked about. Tom Gilbert at 13 is going to be big. He's a fantastic player, Tom Gilbert. I feel like he's going to have a big year in this team. Hamiso Tabiwai-Fido from the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, probably going to be the fullback going into this team. Uh, Oliver Gildard as well from the West Tigers. Maybe playing at centre, maybe depth. Uh, Valence Tawara is the big one for me coming into this team, coming into the first grade team. I feel like he is going to be massive. Uh, so I can't wait to see how he goes. Valence Tawara uh, and then some of the younger guys. Harrison Graham, Michael Roberts, JJ Collins. Uh, Ryan Jackson and Jeremiah Sibkin. So those are the guys coming into this team. Nearly got a top 30 squad. Um, and I feel like while they don't have the biggest, the best team, they're probably going to go quite well. They're probably going to go quite well. I'm not expecting them to get into the top eight by any means, but I feel like they are going to go quite well. Um, in terms of their success strategy, Locking in the spine, again, we talked about it with the Gold Coast Titans. Keeping a consistent spine, I think, is something Wayne Bennett really needs to do, and I feel like that's something he's already got on his mind. Uh, And if they're having a guy like Isaiah Katoa starting there straight away, I feel like they're going to keep him there at least till origin and sort of just see how he goes. For me, the halves pairing would probably be Sean O'Sullivan and Isaiah Katoa. Probably going to have the hammer at fullback by all reports. Jeremy Marshall King at nine. It's not a bad spine on paper. It really isn't. I feel like Sean O'Sullivan, quite underrated from last year. He did a really good job for Penrith when Nathan Cleary was out. You almost didn't realize that Nathan Cleary was gone last year. That's how good of a job Sean O'Sullivan did. Uh, So keen to see how he goes in this team for the Dolphins. Um, It's the year of the big signings. Now, they've already signed Herbie Farnworth yesterday, uh, or yesterday when I recorded this, probably be a few days before this actually comes out, but they've obviously signed Herbie Farnworth, which is a big signing, um, and I feel like he's going to do really good things for this club coming in, probably be the fullback for me. Uh, They've probably signed him to be the fullback, Herbie Farnworth, so excited to see how he goes there. Um, But yeah, it's the year of the big signings, getting a few market guys into this team, especially in the halves. Uh, and in the spine, I feel like is the big thing for them going into this year, getting a really, really good spine or even just blooding Isaiah Katoa and Sean O'Sullivan and making them the really good spine that they need to be. For me, I've got them between 10th and 17th. Now, while a big bracket, I feel like that's where they're going to be ending up. They're going to be quite unpredictable. It's a Wayne Bennett team. We saw what he did with that Queensland side, the worst Queensland side ever, and they won. Um So, yeah, look, that's what I'm really looking for um, going into this year. I think they can have the potential to be really successful. Um, So, yeah, I've got them sitting around 10th to 17th. A big bracket, but very unpredictable. The Dolphins, you just don't know what they're going to do uh, going into next year. Now, the next team we're going to talk about is the Sharks. Now, I'm trying to get this through this not as quick as possible. I'm trying to be as detailed as possible, but also don't want you sitting here for like three hours listening to my voice, even though it's a really sexy voice. Uh, you probably don't want to listen to it for three hours. So trying to get through this as quick as possible. Uh, the Cronulla Sharks, the gains, they've only got one gain. 
which is Oregon Kafusi. And I feel like it's a pretty decent gain as well. Uh, coming into this side, they've obviously lost two big gun forwards in Andrew Fafita and Aiden Tolman, who have retired. Uh, Oregon Kafusi. He played really well in the trials when he came in off the bench. I thought he I thought he was really, really good. Could start the year in the front row, could come off the bench. Whatever he does, he's going to have an impact in this side for me. Uh, he was really good for Parramatta when he was there. Um, sucks for Parramatta having to lose a guy like Oregon Kafusi as well. Uh, but he'll do really good things in this Cronulla Sharks side. He's an absolute mongrel, and they are known for their mongrel forwards over there. Braden Hamanueli being one of those. Uh, they've got a really, really strong forward pack going into this year while losing the big guns. The old guys in Andrew Fafita and Aiden Tolman, I feel like uh, they've got some young mongrels in there. I just hope it doesn't get too loose. Hope it doesn't get too loose for them. Um, but look, a really good young uh, agile forward pack would be great for a guy like Nico Hines. Now, I heard in reports yesterday that he could be injured. The guru was toying with us yesterday. He was saying a bunch of stupid shit, but um, I feel like the Nico Hines one was real. Um could be out for the first few weeks with a calf injury. The NRL physio posted it as well. Haven't heard too much after that. Probably have to go and check my phone again uh, later on after this podcast. But and I will notify you guys if anything does happen. Obviously, the posts haven't really come out at the moment on Sunday because I have been recording this. Uh, but I will have a quick look. But Nico Hines could be out for the first... Oh. Uh, could be out for the first one to two weeks. Sorry about that. Jesus Christ. Um... Yeah, could be out for the first one to two weeks, but hopefully not for the Cronulla Sharks. He's a guy that they really do need. And losing a guy like Luke Metcalf and like Lachlan Miller, who could probably slot into that role in the number seven, uh, a pretty decent loss. Probably having Braden Trindle coming into play seven or moving Matt Moylan to seven and having someone else coming in at six. That would probably be the go there. But uh, yeah, that's sort of the downside of losing a guy like Luke Metcalf. He can't really come in and play in that seven jersey. Uh, But Nico Hines, hopefully it's wrong. Hopefully he's back uh, this week for round one. Um, But look, we'll have to wait and see. I'm recording this on Sunday, guys. So obviously, if anything's happened when this comes out, I wouldn't know about it yet. Um, But yeah, the only game coming into this side... As far as we know, is Oregon Kafusi, and I think he's going to do a really good job in that forward pack. What we've seen from him off the trials, I think uh, he's going to do a really decent job. The losses, Luke Metcalf, we talked about that. Uh, the depth in the spine is really going to hurt. Uh, Franklin Pele in the forward pack. We talked about the young mongrel forward pack that they have. He would have been the icing on the cake, Franklin Pele. The fact they let go of him so easily uh, is a little bit concerning. Um, and look, it's a pretty decent loss for them in terms of young forwards. Like you don't get many young forwards coming through these days. So, uh, losing a guy like Franklin Pele is going to be a bit of a tough one, a tough pill to swallow here for the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, He's going to be great over at Canterbury, which we'll talk about in the next podcast. Um, but yeah, pretty decent loss there. Lachlan Miller as well going to Newcastle, a decent loss in terms of the depth as well. The depth in the spine is really going to hurt, and that's why you need to ensure the fitness of uh, Nico Hines and of Will Kennedy going into this year. If Will Kennedy goes um, during the mid-year, they have got a few guys that can cover that. Kale Iro, and they've also got Matt Icavalo that's played a little bit of fullback. Um I don't know what the situation with him is. I think he is coming off a big injury. Matt Icavalli will probably have to look into that. Uh, but they haven't got too many other guys that can take the fullback spot. They've pretty much got only Braden Trindle that can take the halves. 
Um, so that's a bit of a concern for me going into this year. I still think they're going to go really well. If Nico Hines learns anything from last year, he's going to be an absolute weapon. Uh, but Andrew Fafita and Aiden Tom, we've already talked about those guys and the impact they're going to have as losses in this team. Um, Look, and we talked about the success criteria already pretty much. The fitness of both Will Kennedy and Nico Hines. Hines hopefully getting over that calf injury and it doesn't sort of linger on during the year. And then Will Kennedy, uh, touch wood as well for Nico Hines. And then Will Kennedy's fitness as well. Uh, hopefully that is top-notch going into this year as well. Top-notch. Um, and yeah, use that big pack to your advantage. Use that big pack. You've got Braden Williami. Uh, sorry, not Braden Williami. What am I talking about? Braden Hamanueli. Um, and Oregon Kafusi in the front row. These guys are absolute mongrels. Teg Wilton as well. Realistically, probably going to be playing in the back row for Wade Graham. Uh, use that size. Use that side in the pack. Uh, Britton Nakora acts way bigger than he is. Uh, Dal Finucane, Cameron McInnes. Like they've got a really solid forward pack, a really mongrel forward pack. Use that to your advantage, guys. Use that to your advantage. I see them sitting third to sixth. I think they're well in the top eight. Maybe even in the top four for me, the Cronulla Sharks. Are they anything like they were last year? I think they're going to be better if Nico Hines is fit. Knock wood again. Um, yeah, look, I really, really think that the Sharks will go well. I think they'll go close to winning the comp as well. I've got them sitting third to sixth to be safe. Um, but look, if they have a really good finals knock, I could see them making the grand final. For me, the Cronulla Sharks I think they're in for a big year. It just really depends on the fitness of both Will Kennedy and Nico Hines for me. Uh, but third to sixth is where I do have the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, and then the last team we've got here is the Canberra Raiders. Now, the games for the Canberra Raiders, Pasami Solo from uh, the Newcastle Knights in the forward pack. I love this signing. Very similar to a Joe Tarpanay, and he is his worth, work ethic sorry, uh, is insane. So a really good forward to add to this team. And then Danny Levi as well. He'll probably start in the nine jersey, uh, so they'll have to work to sort of gel him into the team, but I think he'll gel into the team quite easy. Uh, they've got a really decent spine going into this year. Xavier Savage when he comes back, Jack Whiten, Jamal Fogarty, Danny Levi, uh, and then maybe Joseph Tarpanay at lock. For me, I wouldn't have Joseph Tarpanay at lock. I would have him in the front row. Uh, in terms of lock forward, they, they sort of hit hard a bit with Adam Elliott not being in this team. I'd have Trey Mooney. I'd put the faith in the young guy, Trey Mooney, and have him at lock forward. Uh, but I am obviously don't know if that's what they are going to do. Maybe Elliott Whitehead. I prefer Elliott Whitehead on the edge, though. Uh, Corey Harawiranaira is another guy that could play in the middle there. Uh, we'll see how he goes. I didn't mind him in the middle in the Mary game. I thought he was quite good, and it was a, played a really good role as the link man. They named him in the nine, and then he played a sort of a roaming lock role, and Zach Docker Clay was playing both 5'8 and at hooker. So I think that's another reason why they probably lost that game. But uh, I didn't mind Corey Harawiranaira in the middle. Uh, making things happen there sort of in a 13 role. So, um, yeah, look, I don't mind Corey Harawiranaira in the 13. I'd put faith in the young guy, Trey Mooney. Otherwise, I would definitely have him in the 17, Trey Mooney. I definitely would stick with Joseph Tarpanay and Josh Papali'i starting in the front row. Both of those guys play big minutes as well. So very advantageous uh, for the Raiders going into this year. Uh, in terms of losses, Sam Williams, I'm pretty sure he's retired now or playing junior grades. Uh, but he was released during the year last year. I still consider him as a loss. 
Josh Hodson, a big one. He's gone to Parramatta this year. I think that's a pretty decent loss there for the Parramatta Reels. I'm oh, sorry, for the Canberra Raiders. Sorry, going to the Parramatta Reels. Uh, a very experienced nine there. But then again, you're getting a decline like Danny Levi, who's quite experienced as well. So I think he would have learned a lot from going over to the Super League, coming in from Huddersfield Giants. Uh, very excited to see Danny Levi. Adam Elliott is your link man in the 13 jersey. I feel like he's going to be a big loss as well. I don't think they used him the best um, going into this year, but look, um, I think he's still going to be a pretty decent loss for them. They could have definitely used him going into this year and reluctantly released him. So I don't know what happened there, but look, he'll be great at Newcastle for me. Uh, Charles Nickel Clock starred. I think that he was treated very harshly. I know that Xavier Savage was going to be the plan moving forward, uh, but having a guy like Charles on the bench when you could have played him at centre, I think it was treated very harshly, but I think it was necessary, you know, blooding guys like Matt Timico and Sebastian Chris into the team as well. Um, I think what ha- what happened with Nickel Clock starred had to happen. And I think he'll do very well at the Warriors though. And I feel like, while it was harsh, as I said, it was necessary, uh, unfortunately. So a big loss for them, Chance, uh, but it'll do quite well at the Warriors. Harry Rushton, he's gone to the Huddersfield Giants. I'm pretty sure he came over from Huddersfield uh, and got a bit homesick and now has gone back to Huddersfield. So uh, if you don't know who Harry Rushton is, he made his debut. I think he played two or three games off the bench in the forwards. Uh, a very bulked up guy, English guy, uh, and he played quite well. Harry Rushton, I think he'll be a decent loss. And then Ryan Sutton, another pom, uh, going to the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, adding to the pack they've got over there, which is insane, which we'll talk about in the next podcast. Um, Ryan Sutton, a big loss there um, for the Canberra Raiders. In terms of their success plan going into this year, gel the spine, have Danny Levi gelled into this team, uh, and whoever they pick at lock forward, they're going to keep there and lease till origin, uh, and just gel that spine again. You know, um, you know, getting through the next few weeks without Xavier Savage as well is going to be big uh, for the Canberra Raiders having Jordan Rapana at fullback. Um, they've really got to get through that going into this year. Uh, Whiten's fitness as well. You've got to keep him fitting in the team, as well as Jamal Fogarty as well. Probably should have written that down, but uh, Jamal Fogarty and Jack Whiten, they've, bro- they've both got to keep those guys fit in this team. Jamal Fogarty was obviously out for a chunk uh, during last year. Um, so, look, you know, keeping him and Whiten fit as well going into this year. Do they play Whiten at fullback? A lot of people have asked me about this one. I would, wouldn't mind to see it for the first few weeks. I don't know when Xavier Savage is supposed to come back. I think round seven, round eight was sort of the return time for Xavier Savage. I wouldn't mind playing, you know, Jack White at one for me as well. The, the thing, the thought that's lingering in the back of my mind as well is um, don't fix something that isn't broken. You know, J- uh, Jordan Rapan has played a lot of fullback uh, over the past two years. Just play him at fullback. Can also play, uh, it can also be that goal kicker for them as well. Uh, that he's shown, obviously, in the Mary game and obviously during last year as well. Jeez, we love watching Jordan Rapana kick. It's very old school. But, um, yeah, for me, don't fix something that isn't broken. Uh, play Rapana at fullback if you need him to. Wouldn't mind having uh, Jack White and have a crack at fullback. Obviously, that's where he started. Um, yeah, wouldn't mind saying it. But then again, don't fix something that isn't broken. You need to gel Jamal Fogarty and Jack White as much as you can. So uh, probably now that I'm thinking about it, would probably keep White at six. But as, as I said, wouldn't mind seeing White at fullback tearing up there would be quite decent. Uh, as we said before, getting through the next three w- few weeks without Savage and then sorting out the forward pack, obviously... If you're playing Tarpanate at 13, play him at 13. If you're playing him in the front row, play him in the front row. 
I already told you my thoughts about this one. I'd play him in the front row, uh, but sorting out that forward pack as well, uh, sorting out the succession plan uh, for Adam Elliott in that 13 jersey, whether it's Corey Harawira or Naira, whether it's Joseph Tarpanay, whether it's someone else as well, Elliot Whitehead or whoever you want to put in that side, whether it's Trey Mooney as well. Uh, whoever you want to put in there, keep them in there. Keep it consistent, the spine. We talked about this a number of times in this podcast. Keeping a consistent spine, super important. Where do I see the Raiders on the ladder? I'd probably have them around 6th to 8th for me. 6th to 10th, sorry. 6th uh, to 10th is where I'd have them. As I said, 7th and 8th is going to be a dogfight this year. I feel like the Raiders are going to be a part of that dogfight. I could even see them pushing into 6th spot on the ladder if they have a really strong year, which I think they're definitely capable of, the Canberra Raiders. So 6th to 10th is where I see them. Um, as well, guys, evosportsco.com.au. Make sure you go there and get some sports tags. They are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I played with them a few times, brought them to training as well for Wombats because I'm um, playing for the Wombats. If you didn't know that, um, I bring that, those tags down to training. We use them all the time. Um, and we also... I used them for my 18th birthday, uh, sunk a few Northerns and played a bit of Oztag. It was a great fun. Um, but yeah, if, if you're keen to play a bit of Oztag, if you're keen to play it on the beach as well, the whole kit's waterproof, including the football you get sent as well. You get tags, you get cones, you get belts, um, and you get the waterproof footy as well, which is awesome. Um, use the code BIGLES10 to get a discount. Get a 10% discount. Pretty much robbery, guys. So make sure you get adva- to take advantage of that while you can. EvoSportsCo.com.au You would have heard that at the start of the podcast If you're watching the audio version uh, But get into that guys EvoSports uh, EvoSportsCo.com.au Get into it uh, The next part is going to be coming out Pretty much in the next few days Just before round one kicks off So make sure you stay tuned for that We are going through As I said before uh, We are going through the Broncos The Cowboys The Warriors The Bulldogs The Dragons And the Manly Seagulls Six teams there it's going to be a long one just like this one. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Well,